0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione. And we just come came off of our second shootout, third shootout. Where are we? And the uh, Super Bowl event that happened in Miami. And simultaneously, we had Open Number 12 happening in Tiverton, Rhode Island. So really fun weekend. And then it's it's still going. We got more coming this weekend. <laughs> we're heading to Texas. So Run it back. Right back, back to back. We're gonna and then right after that, our next national. So exciting month of May. We're gonna get into all of it. Uh, but first of all, uh, how are you guys doing? That was a a short weekend, but it felt long to me, I guess, because of the travel part.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was not short, I guess, in in that regard. Um <laughs> it was good. It was good, you know, all things considered, it could have been hotter. It could have yeah. been it, it could have been like you know, when you think Miami and like the summer's time, you're like, I'm gonna die outside, and we didn't die outside, so that wasn't was that awesome. wasn't bad. Um, the the celebrities had a, had a good time. Charlotte Flair was really cool to meet. It was uh, so it was Vinny was awesome. I mean, both of them were were kind of um, you know were, were fun. There were a lot of fun to to lead up, and then how about the Airbnb, Anthony? And I just shut down no. the Airbnb on uh, on Thursday night. I mean, just taking down the house in Cornhole. And then uh, Michelle was out there. She's just berating Bernie the entire time she's playing him outside. That was definitely not me, but it was Michelle that was
0: just absolutely you, berating you just, Bernie. You just said that so casually. Bernie was playing Cornhole.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean, a
1: good bit, too. It wasn't like. We played I three mean, games. He was, yeah, he played hours, it felt like.
2: Dude, uh, can, can, Trey's a sweat. He came out there and was just running us
0: on the boards, like eleven bags in a row. Sleeper, sleeper. Yeah, I did
1: throw eleven a bag. Anthony, Anthony. At one point, what did I? I did the math, Anthony. I think you said I think you threw twenty one out of twenty four, and I threw nineteen out of twenty four, and that was like
2: I thought it was going to be a you know we're, we're 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 kicking back a few you know I thought it was going to be a fun game, and then Trey's like let's go, and I was like all right let's have some fun, and then after eleven in a row I'm like all right this ain't hold my beer. <laughs> hold my beer this this isn't fun anymore it's is serious
1: well, i told t- tony comes up to me and he's like all right let's play so i play and he destroys me and 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 i'm like and i said you gotta come back after i've had a few and he's like oh okay and so then we do we play this game and tony comes back and that and that at that point it's late at night and that's when you were like then i had had a few and i was like okay tony let's play and that's when you went live, Anthony. Oh man. I went up four-nothing on him. I went up on four-nothing on the guy <laughs> that won the shootout this weekend. I lost 21-11 to the guy who who won the shootout this weekend. I'm just saying feeling I feeling
2: good. Oh, it was closer than that. It was 12 to 9. Trey's knocking down airmail like their layups. I'm like, what, what is going on here? That was fun. Yeah, that was the yeah. Airbnb was fun. Um, you know, uh you and Mish handled me and Bernie. We, we we showed a little we showed a little light there. I think we won one game and then you guys just smoked us out in the last one. But hey Bernie, he said he, he's really hard on himself, right? He's like, I yeah. suck at this game. He and he had he said so he nice. hadn't thrown bags in years. He he was good. Like, yeah. I mean he for a guy who's not throwing bags in year in years, he's fine. He is fine, but he's man, got he get so hard on himself.
1: Yeah, he's got the yeah. technique. I mean
0: just not uh, Jeff the, Jeff right, is
1: going to hate me when I say this. Jeff is going to hate me when I say this, but I think Bernie would give Jeff a run for his money. I think he it would, would be a close game. Buy,
2: I'll buy that Bernie gets McGarragher. Let's go. How do we set <laughs> that up?
0: Uh. Yourself today. <laughs> yeah, he just has the wrong attitude, right? So it's interesting because like Jeff uh, is just starting to learn, but he's got a positive mindset attitude. You know, Bernie's like yelling at himself. He's frustrated when he misses like wrong attitude, but has natural talent for it. So like I don't know.
1: Yeah. Michelle and I won on pure positive energy. I think I yelled it positive did. energy eighty seven in. in that game. Mostly <laughs> mostly I was yelling positive energy in, in uh in, in Anthony's eardrum as he stood next to me while I was throwing. So <laughs>
2: hey, I gotta say though, Trey might be the king of talking shit, man. I mean, he was <laughs> I was loving it. I was like, oh, this this guy, this guy gets in. He gets after you. I was like, let's go.
0: Hey, whatever it takes. Whatever hey, it we, takes.
2: We, we've, we got on the basketball court, too. I got to say, no, Noel Mons has got a nice stroke. This guy is, okay. uh, he's got a good jumper. And then Matt surprised me. Uh, we were playing uh, the night before. What's his official
1: title? Matt uh, Morantz is an executive producer for us this year.
2: Oh, yeah. He was, he, he said, I had, you know, he played when he was in college, but it's been, you know, he's an older guy like me He probably hasn't shot a ball in 20 years. He came out real nice too. He actually won. He won that horse. One of the horse matches. We, we, we went opposite hand and he was stroking with his left. Like, I was like, okay, here we go. That was a good time. Good time.
0: It was, it was a great house. Uh, awesome time in Miami. Uh, but uh, definitely a little tired on this end and <laughs> rolling into the next two events. But let's get into the event, Uh, the Super Bowl. Our winners were Vinny G and Jeremy Schirmerhorn, which uh, wasn't surprising. Uh, Vinny definitely had the most experience out of the four. I think two out of the four had never thrown a bag ever. I think Food God and, and Marisol had never thrown a bag. So, you know, that's tough. It showed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, but i will say marisol told me she's completely addicted and she already went online to buy boards so i mean we got we we had a convert so yeah. there's that uh, for shootout women's singles rosie streaker defeats lori duel for men's singles tony smith takes down jimmy humans and then our doubles uh, champions were jeremy frazier and noah almanza a uh, great uh shootout and super whole great event trey what are your thoughts
1: yeah. So uh, first, my my eyes are kind of all drawn to Tony Smith, at least out of the gate. One because he got one point, got manhandled by me in cornhole, and so I'm going to continue to brag <laughs> on that for weeks to come. Never um, gets old. More, yeah, it will not get old. Sorry, Tony. Um, so no, no. But, but part of the reason is is when we got into the house. Um, and I, t- the players didn't. Jimmy and Tony did not realize the event was outside, so they had about 24 to 30 hours to really prepare for the idea that this was going to be outside in Miami, in the humidity, and all that. So, initially out of the gate, Tony was like, "Oh, good, because I only brought slinkies." He said, "I've been trying to throw slinkies, I've been trying to throw faster bags," and he felt. He almost felt annoyed at himself for that. Like he, he, he almost like lost respect for himself when he had like <laughs> demoted himself to
0: throwing fast bags. But but it wasn't just a carpet bag. He threw the stickiest carpet bag on the planet.
1: Right, right, yeah, exactly. You, see, it wasn't like yeah. I mean, so and so when he's like, I brought out slower. I mean, faster bags. I was like, look, uh, look what's happening. I I said, I was talking to him about it. I was like, look what's what the case is with Devin Harbaugh right now. Look what Devin Harbaugh has done, right? He went from a guy that was throwing the slowest of slow bags. And now he's sped up a little bit, right? But in no way, shape or form is anybody out here saying that Devin Harbaugh is only throwing slick side bags and just sliding every bag into the hole. It's about becoming a little bit more balanced. And so I say all of that to say It was really cool to see Tony Smith make that adjustment, and that's why he won. We talked about Tony Smith having this struggle with finishing. He finished because he took on that scale of 1 to 10 of being the slowest slow bag player and the fastest fast bag player. He normally resides in that, what, 2 to 3 range? And all he did was need to go up to a 4, right? but going up to a four allowed him to put more bags in the hole. He still made a critical clutch roll bag. He still blocked the hole and and bunched it up when he needed to, in order to score points, he was still able to be effective, but that stretch where he put 12 bags in a hole in the hole in a row is really what ultimately ultimately led to him being successful, especially in that shootout format. So, I just give a shootout, a shout out and, and kudos to, uh, yeah, slip there, but makes sense um, to, to to Tony Smith because he finally made that small adjustment that we've been looking for. And although he may not love it mentally, right, if he learns to embrace it, I think it's going to give him, um, you know, uh, even even more to, to – to, to become an even better player. So – um, shout out, uh, Tony there, uh, Rosie, we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know when, um, it was, it was cool to see her here. Lori's going to be kicking herself. She had that game in hand and let it slip away. I know she's going to be kicking herself for a while, but ultimately this felt like something I was just expecting Rosie to eventually get a shootout win. Um, and I don't really have much analysis on the Almanza Frazier win simply because, Brett and Matt just didn't show up. I mean, Almanza and Frazier certainly took advantage, which is what you need to do. And they'll gladly take their ticket into that pro shootout championship. But I was, I went back and rewatched it to try to grab highlight clips, and I couldn't find anything from the game. <laughs> I mean, it was – you know, a Frazier and Almanza, they put more bags in the hole and didn't make a lot of mistakes and didn't throw any fours or sixes or – you know, they just didn't have these weird rounds. Um, so um, aside from Matt and Brett saying, what the hell happened? Where'd they go? Um, to me, it felt like it just a, a really good, they did most of the work getting to the broadcast court. And now they're that team that, that has taken, quote, taken a spot from somebody else that we expected to be there in the end.
0: So true. Anthony, what do you think?
2: Yeah, your comments about Tony Smith, and it's slinky season for Tony Smith. He's going to tell you, first thing, slinky season, I, I agree. He kind of feels like he's uh, he's demoted himself uh, to not throwing a carpet-style bag, but I told him right away, I was like, honestly, man, I love it. I love that you're throwing this bag because he has been throwing such a difficult bag for so long that his roll bag technique, the position it needs to be in— his ability to, to hop or bicycle, his ability to cut is so perfect. You put now a slinky in his hand. It's almost like training yourself with a slide right to throw a flat bag, and then when you go to any other bag, you can be successful. He's trained himself with the toughest bag to throw in that combat. You put a slinky in his hand now, and let's keep in mind, it's still a slow speed bag. I mean, if it's that surefire-like material, I don't know convicts inside and out, but I, I bet it's still like a 4-5 or five speed on the slow side. So it's nothing crazy. He's able to roll them. He's still able to cut them. He's still able to do everything he likes to do. He's not skipping anymore. It's now a slide shot. You know, he's taking that combat skip out of it. So now I think he's just improving his possibilities of scoring in a round with the whole friendliness that he's going to get out of the slinky. So I think he's going to be really, really good with it. And uh, it showed. It showed out there. Rosie Streaker and Duel, man, 9-2 to after the fifth round. That three-bag wedge up the right side absolutely killed Lori. I mean, if anything fell, if anything fell, that's her. it was her game to win. It was, I'm sitting there going, there is something to be said about a sacrificial bag. If you're looking at a, a likely clog situation where you have multiple bags on the hole, in her case, you know, she had two, why not sacrifice that bag? Ram up the side of those just to guarantee those two go in but she stayed middle slick side and it just, the worst thing happened and it clogged on her. I mean, that, that was, that round was devastating. And then, um, you know, streaker went on to win it. If you go back to their previous match two years ago, they were in this same situation. It was streaker versus dual streaker. If you watch that match back, everything's off the back. She must've thrown seven bags off the back. She could not troll control the speed. I want to say she was throwing, um, I think it was a slick side game changer at the time. She showed a little sign of that in like the third or fourth round. She, uh, one off the back, one back of the hole, one back of the hole, gave up like a, a she threw a five in that round and and dual scored some points off of it. So I got nervous for her, but then she came back and she, and she got it done. She took advantage of that three bag wedge and finished strong. So bunch of people in the stands for her. A lot of family there. So a little pressure, maybe, you know, with everyone watching live. I'm sure she wanted to get it done. The second place queen was starting to kind of, you know, maybe that tagline was gonna follow her a little bit. But she gets it done out there, and yeah, your comments on the the guy Almanza Fraser match, to me, it was the Almanza show. He had one round where he uh, he threw a seven. Everything else, he absolutely killed it. He was, if you look at some of the stats, he was the only one that really threw pro level stats. Everything else was was bad. I mean, we're talking about guys in the sevens, so it was it was a weird game. But Noah Almanza definitely stood out in that one.
0: Absolutely. And then, like I said, at the same time, we had the Open happening in Rhode Island. And our singles champion there was Kyle Malone. Doubles champions, Berkeley Pear and Cameron D'Ambrosia. Women's singles, Connie Altice. Senior singles, Frank Monlin. And junior singles, Landon Bass. I got to say, I was shocked at the doubles. Like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) What happened there? (laughs) All those people. How many teams were there?
1: Yeah, there were, like, 451 teams, I believe. That
0: 451 is insane. teams. We're pushing <laughs>
2: almost a 1,000 players at an Open. That is amazing. That is amazing. Yes,
0: with a lot of top-tier pros. And Berkeley Pair, I mean, he – I didn't get to watch all of it, but what I saw, very impressive, and and got it done with Cameron. So, really, really huge win for them. But what are your thoughts, Trey? It, I
1: I actually just pulled up like my app. I wanted to see exactly where they finished. They went five and one in rounders, right? So I was trying to put together like what exactly their path looks like, and it, it's just they were just a little bit better than everybody they played. I I don't really know how to. Go into it too much, right? Well, I, who, in, just, who was I'm in their just, bracket? Yeah, so if I go here, doubles tier one of a and a. Um, I'll go
2: into it if you want. I was going to yeah, save yeah, it. Yeah. For my, I was going to save it for my closing remarks. I wanted to close it out on this, but since we're here, let let's just get there. Berkeley pair absolutely carried this tournament, hands down. Berkeley pair carried this tournament. Uh, if you look at He absolutely destroyed his opponents through the entire tournament. Check this out. His partner, Cameron. Hey, the guy, look, he wasn't on my radar at all. He had a decent bag, but let's just say it as it is. He was outscored in his bracket in every single game but one. In the bracket win, he gave up 17 of the 20 points. Or pair went God mode. He outscored Fincham 16-2. They barely pulled that win out 21-0. Um, The Cameron kid threw in the championship match. That's really the only time he really came through for pair. He scored against Kyle Malone, but it didn't really matter. They won 21 to six. It's Berkeley pair that came in there. Birchfield scored zero points on Berkeley pair in the final. He put up 15 of the 21 points. He absolutely rolled that entire tournament. He was the dominant uh, player in that. He threw unconscious gas in that. That's how you want to break that one down. It was all Berkeley pair, 100%. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, he kind of – I was just looking through game by game. like, And they didn't play a ton of pro teams early. They definitely played some late. And even when I look at Berkeley stats, though, it's like I wish I had an opportunity to go back and watch every single game that they played all day. Because it really doesn't even make that much sense to me. Um, if we look at statistically across the entire tournament, Berkeley pair threw a 9.69 PPR, pretty yep. good, right? Look at that DPR. DPR was 1.3. Bam, bam. Wow. So that makes that makes a big deal. Now, if I look for Cannon, oh you're,
2: you're going to see negative. You're going to see he negative. was a
1: negative 0.36. The entire weekend, he was
2: outscored trade. on the weekend and pair carried. Bottom line, the dude was the dude went god mode and he did it in singles as well. He threw really really, really? well in singles. Berkeley pair was fire this weekend.
1: I, I'm just as I'm just as stunned as you are, Michelle. I, I got to give a credit though, so I'll let Anthony Anthony is right. But the one thing I'll say is, how many times do you hear me on this show say, "You have to be the partner." And he was the partner. He may have given up more points, but when he needed to show up, yeah. he showed up, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I kind of was looking what you were looking, Anthony. I saw them against uh, Austin Cameron, who was likely to be a – well, I shouldn't He's, he's – he's got pro-level talent. and He yes. should end up pro next year. I believe he's turning 18, so he'll be in a, 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 no longer in a U18 pool the guy is a really top level talent he should be top 30 next year guaranteed whatever that upside is that upside is right when i saw them play i was like okay this is where the magic runs out right this is this is where it falls apart and they found a way to win so to an extent i i can say yes berkeley carried the day but you can only absolutely carry someone so far this this was I mean, it's just being a great partner. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird – it was a weird result. Weird It result. was
2: weird. Very weird.
1: Very what weird. wasn't a weird result was Kyle Malone versus Devin Harbaugh in the finals. Oh, my God. That
2: match was so fun.
1: <laughs> that was not uh, shocking. That was probably not the least all. shocking thing that I've seen in in a while. Um, so, uh, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, just jumping into singles, Michelle. It, yeah, For me – Kyle, I mean, Kyle was unconscious with that airmail. I mean, just absolutely absurd, ridiculous with the airmail. Um, he he must have hit – I mean, we, we don't track this, so it's impossible to tell. He had to have hit 65 to 70% on the day, um, maybe even more, which was really impressive to see. Um, Devin Harbaugh I, at times looked like the best player on the day. Um, I would argue like – if Harbaugh doesn't have that absolute marathon of a match in the previous one, like did that, like there were times where I don't think Harbaugh played his best game in the finals in comparison to what he had been throwing all day. I mean, there were people that he played in bracket play and even into the beginning of that final bracket, I was like, this guy is never going to lose again, ever. Um, So, but he didn't play and Kyle did. And Kyle had a little and like it was weird like shot Kyle like didn't play that well in the semifinals but he found a way to win and then we got in the finals he was throwing really well so it was just you know I think there was a peak and valley situation that worked out um, but regardless those two like I said they're top five or ten players in the world depending on which list you look at so was really impressed to see there uh, Cheyenne continues to to be just really good Tony Smith yes almost swept the entire um, you know, to almost swept the entire weekend. He was, again, once he started making that change to that hybrid, more of a hybrid style. Yes. He saw that success. Uh, amateur Braden Wilson continues to flash. Continues to really wow people. Um, be interesting to see how his entire season gets seen all the way through. Uh, Michael Dingus, kind of like yes. a week out player, yes. he gets You're in there. For that one. I know gets into that final eight, Brady Foster, you know, just another um, amateur player that had a really strong run, took out, you know, took out Ryan Smith. I thought Ryan Smith was for sure going to take down that bracket and he, you know, Foster threw really well. So um, not a ton of surprise. The doubles was shocking to me, but to an extent singles was not based on how the brackets laid out. It was a little bit of an odd open because it was the largest open ever, but there was a large number of amateur players, right? If they if you look at, if you look at like Virginia beach and you look at Myrtle beach and what those opens were, they were a little bit smaller in size, but the percentage of pro pro players that they had was high, right? Or if it wasn't high, it was, I mean, you know, 30% pros or something like that for an open. That's a really big number. This felt closer to like 15%, like almost half. So it was an interesting, you know, bracket, how it laid out. It, it looked like I'd look at one bracket and there's based on how the, the, the seating worked out. It was like, I had all these, you know, a bunch of pros in one bracket kind of fighting against one another. And then I look at another bracket, and it was kind of, you know, void of, you know, more than two or three pros, which was interesting. So um, overall, yeah. Uh, kudos to everybody that showed up for Rhode Island. I thought it was um, a really cool, weekend to watch a lot of different various storylines. Something shocked us, but some things didn't as well.
0: Yeah. Anthony, want to add to anything on a single side?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going to, that's a good lead um you know, that lead in saying there, there was a real heavy amateur pool um, and you spread them out across eight brackets. That's a good lead into this, this point, check this out guys. So we have, you know, however many hundreds of players out there in this one, eight brackets. So you're spreading out, that elite-level talent with a really, really deep amateur pool. And this is the only way that I could kind of process this, but I found this was interesting. Jeremiah Hector, he gets to the king seat match. Not one opponent over a nine. Gavin Cano gets to the king seat match. Not one opponent through over nine. Alex Rawls takes the king seat. One opponent through over nine. Same thing with Bass. Takes the king seat. One opponent over nine. Brady Foster Wins his bracket. Only one opponent was able to throw over a nine. We talked about Michael Dingus. So happy to see him make a deep run. I really wish we could have got his bracket final on the broadcast. I really wanted to sit through and watch a whole Michael Dingus match. I just want to see where his game is at right now. Wins his bracket. Not one opponent over nine. And he only had one opponent over eight. That kind of blew my mind. Wow, Cheyenne Bubenheim wins her bracket. Not one opponent threw over a 9.0. So I think that was a good lead-in to your point about how we had a real heavy amateur field. And meanwhile, some players were had didn't have a great path. Check this out. Berkeley Pair. <laughs> he goes 20 rounds of a 10-5-5 versus Tony Smith and loses. While Cheyenne Bubenheim is winning a bracket without an opponent going over 9. Tony Smith threw 74 of 80 bags in the hole. So, Trey, I just looked real quick. 6,000 people have watched you handle Tony Smith in the first half of the match. just saying. <laughs> 6,000 people watched that match on Cornhole Science. So, uh, yeah, so that that's, that's tough. You know, you have these people that kind of had essentially a, an easier path through the bracket, and then some just ran into each other, and it got ugly uh, in that one. I thought that Eddie Wanker... Uh, I hope I'm saying that right in the Brady Foster double dip. That was an awesome match. Two kids that I, that haven't been on my radar. I recognize the foster name of someone who went, I believe he went deep in the qualifier. I want to say he was like one match away from going pro. So I do recognize the name, but I haven't seen him play. Both boys had all the shots. Rolls step out. Game was on point using the slick side with comfort. You can see why those guys were in a, in a bracket final, um, Yeah, and then that final, uh, Tony Smith versus Harbaugh. You said that one. That match was absolute fire. It's pretty cool to see Tony Smith transitioning a few more rollbacks to airmail. So he's throwing more airmail with these slinkies, but he still has the ability to roll. And I love that he's not depending on the roll nine out of ten times. He's kind of splitting it up, you know, 50-50. I'm going to throw five airmail, and I'm going to roll eight or roll five out of a 10-shot a ten shot setup. So good to see that hybrid game kind of showing and highlighting his ability to airmail. And let's face it, he has a nasty airmail. He might be rolling bags, but the dude has a ridiculous uh, airmail. Devin Harbaugh's cut bag is absolutely ridiculous. He has to get that thing standing up on its side more than most people. So he almost has the ability to, to take a hard, just to hang a hard left. The bag will hit and then it just goes just a hard left. So it's uh, I think Alex Hicks calls it a tomahawk or something like that. Um, but he has the ability to just hang hang a hard left. The dude is so nice. Um, I mean, if you talk about like a Tony Smith and a hardball and you go, what makes what makes an elite level player? Well, let's look at it. Um, you know, where are you at in shootouts? You know, you talk about a Tony Smith locked up a shootout. Where are you at in opens? You know, these guys are winning opens or in the bottom of the opens. You know, where are you at in locals and conferences, winning conferences? And I think that's what makes a guy like Malone so special. He's winning conferences, he's locking up shootouts, and he's winning opens. What's left? He's doing it all in every category. Let's go to the national. He was one game away from from a bracket final, I believe it was. I want to say it was a bracket final. He's won a game where – so he's doing it all at all levels. A guy like Malone right now is absolutely nasty and, and, and could easily slip, slip into top five in the world.
0: Absolutely. Moving into our news around the league, we've got a new uh, partner pairing. Steven Burnison and Derek King become pro partners for the remainder of the season. Um, Also, Lexi, Hugeback is going to be a medical redshirt for the rest of the season. So Emily Downer and Brandy McBride are going to team up for the rest of the season, Uh, wishing Lexi a speedy recovery. I know she really, really wants to play and wants to push through, but... Uh, You know, you got to take care of your body. And she is that she's an athlete. She plays basketball. So, you know, that kind of stuff can happen. We also had the Colorado State Championship singles. Jackson Remick took the win and doubles. Jackson Remick and Gavin Hammond. It's not even fair in Colorado anymore. These guys just took over. Like, is is everyone frustrated over there?
2: Damn, young kids (laughs) taking over, man. Everywhere. The young kids are taking over everywhere.
0: (laughs) So not fair. Uh, the New Mexico State Championship singles, Sebastian Alvarado, uh, double Sebastian Alvarado, and Rudy Apodaca, I want to say? Yeah, that's what it is. Let's go, um, with, that. Yeah, let's go with that. Congratulations to um, all, all those winners. And uh, let's now go into our pro shootout number four. And a Super Hole, and then we have our pros versus Joe's. So, lots of fun uh, events coming up this weekend for the Super Hole. We have Jackson Olsen from the Savannah Bananas teaming up with Deborah Odom, Paige Hathaway, who's a fitness model with AJ Sims, Kendall Toole from Peloton with Alan Rawls, and Christy Carlson Romano, an actress with Dylan Turpin. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what you got there, Trey?
1: Well, first of all, I've been prepping all week. I took I just about an hour ago got off my 20-minute climb ride with Kendall Tool, getting ready for the weekend. So I almost took her class
0: today. I almost did, I I
1: almost did it. <laughs> it is. It'll. It'll kick your ass, Michelle. It's. It's a climb. It's. It's Wait, nonstop. did you say
2: 20 miles? 20 minutes. Minute. Oh, minute. I was like, well, okay. <laughs>
1: So no, like but uh, she she got in one of those modes. I love Kendall. So I, first of all, I'm I'm the most starstruck that I've ever been. We've had all these big celebrities going back to last year, the year before. All this never been starstruck. I'm starstruck this weekend. I get to meet. She's my all time favorite uh, uh, instructor on Peloton. I've taken her classes probably 150 times. So wow. she is yes. This guy's excited, so that's awesome. I say all that to say, um, I'm pumped, but yeah, it, it you could you get guys, you can take the class, Michelle, and get, and get into the zone because she gets, I in probably her,
0: should. Yeah, she gets I should. in
1: one of her like insane modes where she just starts yelling at you, and it's so much fun, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, but I'm I'm pumped, uh, so so we got uh Kendall there, so um, the, but then ja- I'm really excited for Jackson Olsen. So, for those that don't know, like this is – what I'm identifying is like some people are like, who is Jackson Olsen? And then the people who know him are like jumping through their seats because the Savannah Bananas are are becoming really, really popular in the southeast. And now they're going on this nationwide tour. Think Harlem Globetrotters for baseball. And they've created this insane and, and fun environment around the baseball games that they put on. They got dance routines. They got these weird rules. They got like, it's so social media focused. They got social media teams running on and off the field, filming everything while, while live play is going on. It's like, <laughs> it's so fun. And so Jackson is like the captain of the team. and He's one of the big stars. So um, he's going to be there. He's going to, I, I think he's going to have a great time. He does a lot of stuff with like the greatest showman. Um, it does a lot of choreographed dance routines around that, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, you know, Paige Hathaway is a a a lot of followers. Does a ton of stuff on 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 fitness influencing and everything like that on Instagram. She's going to be a great addition. Um, and then, of course, we got Kim Possible. I mean, we got Kim Possible and, uh, and even Stevens combined in one. Christy Carlson Romano. She's I didn't uh, she's, know that. Yeah, she's Kim Possible.
0: I used to love that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, she's Kim possible, and she was on even Stevens. She was the sister on even Stevens.
0: Okay. I can't picture the face because I used to watch that show, too, but it's just been so long.
1: Yeah, yep. So um How yeah, funny. so, yeah, so she's she's been really excited for this. So, um, I think it's a great lineup. Um, I'm really excited. I think they're gonna bring a lot of energy again the kind of the model for for Super Bowl this year has just been reaching all the different various audiences across very different demographics right we got you know baseball fans that are you know into that family fun you got you know all the millennials that grew up on Kim Possible you got all the people you know uh you know a lot of a lot of people into fitness who are on Instagram and and um, you know, obviously those others of us that are obsessed with Peloton instructors. Um, so I that, wanted that, that Cody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would be starstruck by Cody Rigsby, I promise you. So I can, yeah. I understand your Kendall star struckness. I get it. Yes, yes, it be fun. <laughs> um We also have the uh, Pro Shootout and the Pros versus Joes. Uh, We have our list of attendees. Anthony, anyone uh, sticking out to you there for the shootout?
2: Yeah, I was just kind of, bear with me, just kind of going through this one here. Um, I mean, in doubles, I see Wooten and Kingfisher on there. You know, most people would be like, ah, they wouldn't even consider them two as a win. But I I would say, hey, watch out for this sleeper team. Most people don't know Kingfisher yet. I think he's way better uh, than most people know. And the two of them could get hot again, short shootout format. 10 rounds. They play that style of game where they can run bags or manufacture points. I I think they would be tough. Alan Rawls and Chris Kingsbury again. um, I'm kind of, I kind of want these guys to win something big now. I mean, I think they've shown that they are, you know, they're always deep, they're always right there. Hey, why not throw a Rawls and a Kingsbury in a shootout format? Um, And I think that they play a, a, a uniquely speed controlled game that maybe most people wouldn't know about. I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be really tough to deal with. Sopranate and Thorne teaming up for this one, both breaking out this season. Sopranate really showing that she can hang in, in, in an open singles environment. Males, females, doesn't matter. She's constantly showing up as maybe an like you know, Bubenheim, you know, always right there as a female in a man's in a man's field. I feel like Saprenate is starting to really push the envelope there as well. And then we know what Thorne's doing right now. I think the two of them could come out and win this shootout for Sanchez and Sims. We talked a little bit about them uh, last week. Now I have to start talking about them as a potential team to win. I mean, we saw what they did at the national Sanchez defies my logic and continues to make it deep. Um, What if they come out and and win something? You know, I mean, this one's, this one's in Texas, right? So we've got Texas in Texas. Uh, We saw what happened in Florida. We had the, the ladies, you know, we had uh, Frazier out there, you know, in the Super Bowl. So I think it's cool for these uh, locals to, to to win these tournaments. Cono doubles and singles. He's due for a win. Um, I'm talking about Kano now as winning brackets, not necessarily making it deep in brackets. This guy's a bracket winner now, in my opinion. Um, they came up a little bit short at the last one. Um, Fisher kind of just, you know, he threw that roll bag at the end when I didn't think he needed to. They had that game on lock. They in my opinion, they should be a double shootout winner right now. Uh so coming back to try and get it done at shootout number four. Uh Jason Rubin and a Jordan Power sighting. So we know Rubin doesn't get out very often. Uh here's a case where he's gonna be showing up. He's gonna be a threat in both singles and doubles, both of them in that case. Um, I don't know, Trey, do you have any in mind? I have I have about five more I can talk about.
0: Yeah, you didn't we get got- to the one that's sticking out the most to me. Jamie Graham and Eric Davis. I thought yeah, those guys don't play together.
2: They don't. So uh, I think this is a little, hey, Brett Guy and Matt Guy, you, you're going to do shootout three together? Or we're we're, we're going to come out and do shootout four together. Maybe that's <laughs> what's going on. Maybe that's well, what's
0: going on. The
1: guys are back. A, I think it is a little bit of that. I think part of the reason they did register together was because they were worried that Matt and Brett were going to go out to Miami and win. Okay.
2: Yeah, so they had to register. So they... It did it. That'll be yeah, interesting. I, I, you, you said it, Mish. I, they, they don't, you know, I think it's more in Jamie Graham's court. I mean, I just don't think he can handle the, uh, you know, the erratic like shot selection. And like, I think as an IQ guy, I think Jamie Graham's over there biting his nails, stressing out.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Cause it's tough to tame the Davis beast, but uh, that, Hey, I'm excited just to see what they do together, even Me though too. it's not necessarily a, a standard partnership.
1: Yeah, for, sure. uh, for me, I, I think I think the biggest uh, the storyline is more on or the thing I'm watching the most is on the women's singles side. When I look at women's singles, so far we have not broken serve. Cheyenne Bubenheim, Sam Finley, Rosie mm-hmm. Streaker. pretty much.
2: Florida, the, Florida, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the water? So City, yeah. Sarah Cassie is going to win shootout four.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so we haven't really, but in my mind, we haven't broken serve. You, I, I know some people can sit here and argue, well, you know, maybe this person may be a little bit better than one of those three, but if you go in and you say, name me eight ladies that are going to win a shootout this year, 98% of people are going to have those three on the list of people that are going to win a shootout, right? So that's what I mean by we haven't broken serve yet. We got close. Lori, I think, was on the fringe of ruining that party for somebody, but she didn't. She will be there this weekend. So then the question becomes who will we get a break and serve, or will we not? In my mind, when I look at this registration list, I would say there's realistically one, two, three, four, probably four, no, maybe five. We'll say five ladies. That would not be a break-in serve, in my opinion, right? I have
2: five highlighted.
1: Let's see, All right, let's see if we go five, five for five. I got Kaylee Hunter. Yes. Cameron got, Baldwin. Yes. Bella Sapella. Connie Altice.
2: Okay. I was I had Allison Peters highlighted only because she what she did at the last one. So that's a difference. And then you got Sarah Cassidy as your last one. Yep. So okay.
1: we're four out of five. So that. And I, you, you could argue, Peter, but my point is, like, those are who we expect to win the next five shootouts, but we know how these shootouts always work. What we expect to happen does not happen, right? Someone comes in and wins one of these when they're, quote, not supposed to, right? Doesn't happen this weekend, right? Nobody would be shocked if Bella Soprenic comes out here and wins this weekend. Nobody would be surprised if Sarah Cassidy won- wins, right? But if Vanessa Fillingham in her home state does what she does last year and she wins one and surprises everybody that that pushes the panic button on the rest of these ladies. If Nicole Pratt has shown what she does at some point and she really cranks up the intensity and has a really good showing, she wins the whole thing. She throws a wrench into everybody's plan. Does Lori Dool come back and say, Hey, look, Rosie came in second place twice. I'm going to come in second place once come out and win here. I could argue that she kind of throws a wrench in what people expect on all yep. these different because I expect the shootouts to be a little bit less and less attended. History tells us that's the case as it goes on. People kind of lose confidence, they or they they can't show up, they can't make it in the heat of summer, and and ultimately they 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 don't make it in. So um, I'm really watching to see because on the, I could even say on the men's side we haven't really seen a break in. And serve either to an extent now the men's singles a larger pool so it's a little bit different story but when you look at if i had told you beforehand kyle malone matt guy and tony smith would have won the first three you probably would have said okay makes sense right um but ultimately what we're just waiting to see if, if that changes and if we get you know does does someone else come in here and and break that serve and ultimately get the win
2: yeah, on the on the men's single side, I'm just highlighting a, a couple names that are literally in a row. This one's going to be a dogfight. Look at this run. You got J- a JBJ in the mix, Logan Chamberlain, Philip Lopez, Mark Richards, Alex Rawls, Jamie Graham, Fisher Hamilton, Ryan Windsor, Ryan Smith. Those are just the names right there in a row. You know, then you can sprinkle in a um, a Dylan Turpin who's killing it right now, Trey Birchfield. Frank Modlin won a bracket this past weekend. This one's gonna be a dogfight. There's a lot of big names uh in this in this men's singles one. Hunter this is, as
1: well. My gut says uh, when, anytime we get in a shootout like this, it comes out to who gets the best draw out of rounders. Bang. Who who has who has the path that when laid out, you know, they're not playing those guys five times in a row, right? Right, right. They're only having to play two of them or they're having yep. to play three of them, right? And the other ones they get. You know, get someone that may not be on their game, whatever it has you. There's going to be – there's always a little luck involved when you're playing in these shootouts.
0: No, it's single elimination. So, yeah, you better like your path. (laughs) (laughs) That's all all you get. That's brutal.
2: And 12 rounds.
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's time for Buy or Sell. I'm going to ask you – or give you guys a statement. You let me know if you're going to buy or sell. The first one is that Lori Duell will win the next women's singles pro shootout.
1: Yeah, so kind of just talked about it, but I'm going to sell it. Um, uh, I thought Lori played really, really well, right? Made it all the way to the finals. She put Rosie right up to the end. I think she should have won. You know, if you go into round nine, up three. Sold. I expect you to win. You got to win. And so because of that, she played well enough to win an entire shootout, which to me would have broken serve a little bit. So now she has to do it twice, which makes it even harder to do that. I mentioned all the players that are going to be in Fort Worth. It's, Anthony called it a dogfight. I, I agree. It's going to be brutal. So I'm going to sell.
0: Anthony?
2: Yep, yeah, got to sell with the, the five names that we just listed. Um, you know, look at Connie Altice coming in there and getting that done in women's singles this past weekend. Um, that run that she had, you throw her in the mix, too. It's the, all the all five women that I think could win it right now, they're in it. So to go with mm-hmm. the duel right now that you got to sell. You got to sell.
0: Noah Wooten is cornhole's biggest star.
1: Cornhole's biggest star. I didn't most of the time I read these ahead of time and I didn't read it ahead of time this time so this is the first <laughs> time I've heard that and I have no idea how to react to that.
2: If you um, define <laughs> if you define star as someone who has the largest loyal following, I'll buy it all day.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: Someone who, who has the biggest influence by if he puts his stamp of approval on something or if he takes his stamp of approval off, <laughs> yeah. he can actually sway metrics. So I would buy that's that true. he's the biggest star if that's the definition.
1: I'll sell it and say he's got the potential to be. He's he's gotta he's gotta clean himself up around the edges just a little bit more. Um <laughs> But you know, I look at Star a little bit differently, kind of one that has potential for the for for you know the Tiger Woods effect, if you will, on Cornhole. Like I said, he can have he he's got the potential, but he's got a He's got to get a little bit further. So I, I don't even know who I would give that to, but I, I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll sell it for now. I'd probably sell it on everybody right now. So <laughs> there's I think, no stars. I, I, think those, I think those rough
2: edges is what makes him a star. You know, I think people respect the yeah. keeping it real thing. Now he does toe the line of like, eh, if I go one little step here, I've crossed the line, but he <laughs> toes it. I don't think he goes over it. And he's just a, he's just a guy that people, some type of people seem to respect.
1: No, no. If you said, is Noah most of the time good for the game, I'd buy that line, right? So uh, it's like, I don't even know. Again, maybe I, maybe the question's throwing me off. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. For our national series, there's not going to be any repeat winners at the different nationals. So we'll have all different kinds of uh, people winning at each national.
1: You know, I I feel like I should buy this right? I really, really feel like I should buy this, right? But if you look at Justin Burton Jr., Mark Richards, Devin Harbaugh, Kyle Malone, like Matt Guy, that doesn't even give you enough to span singles and doubles across the rest of these events. Do I think that one of those is going to get more than one? I do actually. So I am going to buy it, even though I'm such a statistics guy and I should sell that every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I I am actually going to buy it.
0: Okay. Anthony.
2: Man, that's, that's good. And for me, I think it's doubles. I think that the repeat happens in doubles. Um, I'm going to buy it because of that, but that's, that's tough. It does go against kind of the whole idea about how deep the field is getting and all these new people showing up, winning brackets, deep in brackets, but I think it happens in
0: doubles. All right. The roll shot is the most skilled and difficult shot to master. Um, I'll,
1: I'll sell that. Um, the airmail is still by far the most difficult shot in Cornhole. People can argue me on that, but my, my point is if you look at, If it was easier to throw than a roll shot, then why would people throw it instead of an airmail, right? I mean, people throw it because it's a safer, more conservative shot, easier to accomplish than an airmail. An airmail is much more difficult, so I will sell it. The thing is what makes it difficult for a lot of people is that when you, if you've been around cornhole for 10 years and you have an established throw and you throw and your elbow and your release and your arm and everything comes out a certain way, and now all of a sudden this new shot is invented in which you have to turn your arm 180 degrees and you have to your 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 wrist manipulation has to be different. Of course you're not going to be able to throw that roll shot which is why many people will say I don't know how to throw it. But look at these new kids coming into the game, they pick it up like this because if you say if you want to learn how to throw a roll shot, your mechanics for throwing have to be this. And that's that's how they start throwing and that's how they learn to throw and once you learn those mechanics out of the gate Makes an easier shot to pull up, so I will sell it,
2: Anthony. I'm going to sell. Um, I think the hardest shot is a is a back block,
1: actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. You know I, I don't. I don't. Uh, They're similar though because both require you to not only be right, left, and right, but right short and
2: long. Yes. It's the consequence for me. When you miss a back block, the consequence stings so bad. I can miss a roll shot and stay in a block. I can miss a roll shot and end up in a stack. I can miss a roll shot and end up back of the hole, you know, somewhere collectible later. It's when you miss those freaking back blocks where (laughs) someone comes behind you with a push and they're getting seven off of pushing two bags or, you know, they're guaranteeing themselves two or more points. That'll sting. I'm going to go with a perfect back block.
0: Okay, rapid fire. Jamie Graham is still a top 10 pro. Buy sell.
1: Yeah, sell. Not right now. Gotta get better. Anthony?
2: I have to buy. He was my top ten player when we did it. Uh now ask me again after this weekend coming up in Fort Worth.
0: <laughs> we'll do. All right. Hot takes. You got one, Trey.
1: Uh, I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the weekend. All right. I'm gonna pick the weekend. Okay. I'm gonna Let's go women's singles, Bella Soprenant. Okay. I'm gonna go men's singles. Justin Burton Jr. And I'm going to go a little bit out on an edge right here. And I am going to say doubles, hometown heroes, Eddie Grindersleeve, Caleb Batson.
0: All right. Anthony.
2: Oh, you took it a step level. I was just going to pick singles. Now I got to pick the weekend. All right. I know, I'm going go to I was weekend. just going to pick
0: singles. I got to pick the weekend now. Just pick singles then. Just
1: pick singles.
2: <laughs> Dylan Turpin <laughs> in singles. Cono and uh, Hamilton in doubles. And Sarah Cassidy in, in uh, women's singles. Florida Sweep.
0: All right, I'm just going singles. We're out of time. Uh, I'm going shake it up, Nicole Pratt. She can shoot over a 10 over a
2: whole Ooh,
1: that's <laughs> sizzling
0: hot, Misha. Yeah, that, that
1: is,
2: is sizzling wild. hot. That's your hottest <laughs> hot take. Let's go.
0: All right, guys. That's all we have time for. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll see you all next time.